We live in a fast-paced and hectic world where it's easy to feel overwhelmed, stressed, and out of control. How do you manage all the competing pressures without losing sense of yourself? How do you stay focused enough to not only plot a path, but follow it? Welcome to Master Your Life, a show that offers inspiration, insight, and intelligence, as well as success stories from many walks of life that can show you how you can control your own destiny. Our knowledgeable and entertaining host and her guests give practical advice that you can use every day in the quest to master your life. Now, here's your host, Leah Mattinson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. I'm host Leah Mattinson and welcoming everyone who is joining in from all over the world, wherever it is you are in this universe today. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It's exciting times. You know, the audience is growing every week and we've got such incredible guests coming on to share their wisdom. I'm, I'm stunned every week. By, uh, by every guest, just the quality of people and what their real life experiences are. Um, we're joined once again uh, with Crystal Evans by Crystal Evans from Courageous Travel. Crystal, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Whatever part of the world you're at. <laughs> like, whatever part of the Who else is listening in? <laughs> Yeah, so Crystal's been a guest a few times talking about really what it's like boots on the ground to be traveling right now, Uh, and she is currently in Mexico. So Crystal, can you just talk about, um, you know, a little bit of your background, and then where you are right now, and the current experience that you're having, um, where you are right now? Oh, sure. Well, I've been traveling, the short version of it is I've been traveling Central America for the last almost two half years now, I think. Um, and during that, uh, uh, this whole thing happened, <laughs> this whole governmental control takeover, attempt to take over the world happened. Um, and so I've been on lockdown in various places and um, experienced, you know, the challenges that come along with that, um, both in Honduras and in Mexico. Those are the two countries that I've been in since this has all happened and I'm hoping to go to Guatemala soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're not traveling alone. You're traveling with some little ones. Oh yes. I'm traveling with an 11 year old, a seven year old and a three year old. They're fun. They're funky and they make adventure even greater. So I'm currently a single mom. And um, I am enjoying my journey with my beautiful children and give thanks for that every day. Mm-hmm. It was an, uh, the reason why we uh, hooked in with Crystal early on several months ago and why I've continued to have you on as a guest, Crystal, is because you're not a single solo traveler. You're traveling with, with children, which make, makes it another unique challenge in this time just to... Um, <clears throat> you know, be safe and to uh, that mother bear nature comes out in us. Well, hopefully it comes out in us when we sure <laughs> protecting our children. Uh, and, and again, the situation changes each time we talk. So uh, if you haven't it heard the prior it does uh, change every time we talk, right? That's the whole thing is like navigating travel used to be so easy, even, um, I previously ran a safari company. I technically still own the safari company. I just 
had any energy into organizing people's safaris since all of this has happened. But you know, I love travel, so I'm all about travel, and I can like plan out details in being safari, right? So even if it's not a safari, when I travel other places, you know, I know how to make an itinerary. Mm -hmm. I know how to check in with hotels, find the best rates, find quality things, time out a route, all of these things. And it, that used to be all you have to know, right? It's just, you know, how to time it all out and be at the best destinations and where the cool wildlife is. And now there's a whole lot more you got to stink and figure out. <laughs> Yes, but you've, you've committed to doing that because you're still doing it. And yes, so, I have committed to doing it. But, yeah, so if anyone wants an expert in actually how to travel through this particular shenaniganifest, and also the challenges maybe if you're thinking about um, that you really don't want to be faced with. I think that's the other thing that, Crystal, you've done a really good job of um, that it does take a lot of courage to do this traveling currently it, it, the particular kind of travel that you do and then add in the kids to the mix that makes things even more complicated. And, you know, so for people who are solo travelers, that's one, that's one person that can help, but you can also help people who have families who are trying to uh, either have particular experiences with animals or trying to avoid particular experiences with the even wilder animals. The people. <laughs> Two-legged wild animals. Good Lord. So, Crystal, you and I spoke last week, and we did a, had a great interview. And then after we got off that interview, what happened to you? Oh, after we got off the interview, the wildest, craziest, thing happened to me that I could not, I mean, I couldn't believe that something like this would happen, right? Mm -hmm. And it happened in a grocery store. I mean, I've watched all the videos of crazy things that happen in grocery stores. I know, you know, there's people who bang cars. I know there's people who yell and scream or even take something off a shelf and throw it at somebody, right? I've seen that all. But it's all new, but crazy. So, Personally, I don't wear a mask, except for like I told you, the one time that I do, which I haven't figured out how to navigate. And please, I'm going to tell my email right now in case people have figured out how to navigate this. My email is courageoustravel at gmail.com. If you know a solution to my problem I'm just going to explain, please email me. So this problem that I have is I don't know how to yet navigate what I call the line. So the line is the the place like you're on one side and you have to go over the line to get in the other side. So there's a line they draw at the bank. There's a line they draw at the supermarket. There's a line they draw at the ferry where you must have a temperature check. You must um, pull up a mask over your face to cross the line. They then suspect and hope and mandate that you would then cover your face and your beautiful, precious smile the rest of your fairy experience or doctor experience or shopping experience. Um, and however, there's people like me who are like, no way, right? So um, at this particular line at this store, I don't go to this store very often. Like my kids know I'm just going to buy what I go. I mean, I go to stores, but not big supermarkets. I go to the little stores where I can just pick up things and they don't give me any issue about coming in without mm -hmm. wearing a mask. 
But in particular, there was something I wanted to get my kids for dinner that I could only get there. And, you know, I'm feeling this like mom guilt, you know, like, oh, you know, like I never cook the never this is because of this. And then they want they want a ball. I know this place is thrust from the store from where we live. So it's easy. I can get them a ball. So, you know, had this little mom guilt decided to go to the big supermarket <laughs> and just pull it up over the line. But this particular line, they have um, the temperature checker. Normally, you know, people, I don't know if you've ever been in a scenario. I don't know where in the world you are, but here they normally will check you on your hand. But this particular one, they have it mounted on the wall. Hmm. And they want you to point your forehead right here like this, like there's a gun at your forehead and let whatever is there zap into your head. So I, of course, always refuse. Right. Um, and so I'll put my hand there for them, whatever, whatever shooting at me. Ah! Um, not my head, <laughs> just my hand. Yes, not my head. No way. But even my hand is still a violation. Mm. Right. And then so I did that. The guy took my cart from me. And of course, he didn't even want to let me in the store, but I just walked right past him, said, fine, keep the cart. I'll find an abandoned cart in the store. I'll use that. So I found an abandoned cart, pulled down my mask, was doing my shopping as I normally do. And then some supermarket guy came and took my photo. So I was like, oh, brother, here comes trouble, right? <laughs> so I was like, okay, you know what? I didn't get everything I wanted, but let me just go to checkout. And so I proceeded to go towards checkout. The guy like comes around, he plans out his like little attack. So he comes around from the another angle at the front of the line I'm coming through and stops me. But I saw him coming. So when I saw him coming, I was like, okay, just to avoid this big trouble, let me pull up my mask. So at this particular time, I actually had and even pulled on my nose. I said, let me just, you know, not not punch a dude. Let me, you know, leave this place sane. <laughs> so um, then he grabbed my cart and stopped my cart. And it indicated, you know, I wanted to go ahead and just check out. I pointed to my mask. I said, I have my mask on. Uh, and he said, no. And then he went to grab me. And so I, of course, went into either flight or fight mode. And I figured flight, again, was better than punching somebody. <laughs> So I went into mode and I began to briskly walk the opposite direction, leaving my cart, realizing I'll figure out something else for dinner for my kids. Mm -hmm. So briskly walking out and then the guy starts following me. So my brisk walk turned into a run and the guy starts shouting at the person who's controlling the line to shut the glass door. So the guy proceeds to be trying to shut the glass doors while I have this other guy behind me chasing me down. <laughs> and then it was like almost the Jackie Chan move, except for I'm not as cool as Jackie Chan, but I like squeezed through and it was like, you know, he was just closing it and I popped, I don't know, under the guy's arm pit and made it through. Mm -hmm. Jackie Chan would have the guy in the face and that would have been the end of the story. I didn't quite have those notes. <laughs> so I thought that was it, right? Great. I made it through the line, mm -hmm. out the glass doors. I wasn't squeezed into the store. But no, 
the guy chasing me somehow, they opened the door for him really quick. And he like jumped on me, grabbed me. I don't really know other than I know I was being held. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he must have grabbed my head somehow because my, my glasses went off. Um, later, I found out that one of my earrings was missing. Mm-hmm. I actually brought you the other earring to show you. So this was the earring that I was wearing. And I found out later it was missing the other one. So I think it was like definitely somehow grabbed my head. Um, had bruises later on my left arm. So I know that he also grabbed there. So, but my main concern was my glasses. I was thinking about my glasses because now I couldn't see. And my flip-flop broke also at the same time. So I had a broken flip-flop. My glasses were off. And I was being held very strongly by this man who just tried to tackle me. But I didn't, like, fall to the ground. But I could have easily fallen to the ground. It was basically a tackle movement. Um, I told him, let me go, let me go. I need my glasses. He let me go for a second to grab my glasses. And then he, before I could get my glasses, he grabbed me a second time. And, again, I was like, let me go, let me go. I actually don't even know how I got out because I went into this mental space where things became blurry right so i don't know i just know that i broke free from him and i decided it was my freedom or my glasses Mm -hmm. so i left my glasses i ran halfway down the big parking lot then crying and shaking and trembling i asked explained to some people what happened to me in the parking lot and asked them to go get my glasses for me And meanwhile, when this guy was grabbing and holding me, he was shouting, call the police, call the police. And people asked him around, what did she do? And I think he explained about that, that he maybe has a picture of me without a mask or something. You know, like people were wondering if I'm a thief, if I just robbed the, you know, the spirits or the bananas. Or or if I robbed the cashier or something. Um, but yeah, so that's what happened. And it totally, it totally upset me. It still upsets me. Um, because that's just 100% not, not okay what happened to me. And it's 100% not okay where we are as a world. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not okay, people. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> right. right. And on this recording, this is very serious, Crystal. I mean, I know you and I laugh about a lot of things because there's lots of things that we you know, have been, you know, that I think a lot of people laugh off. Um, This is, this is our line in the sand. I think that going, hold on a minute, where did it get to be okay to put your hands on other people for not, not covering their face, your face. And, you know, this week, Anthony Fauci is, it's out in the news, all the lying that he has done. um, Good. To everyone in the world. Yes, Crystal doesn't know about this. So this is kind of breaking news around the world. And Crystal doesn't watch mainstream media, nor do I. But my my researchers say, hey, all the stuff is coming out about Fauci. And so, uh, again, it's like, wake up, world. Uh, this whole thing has been a staged, a staged effort. And to have p- people running around grabbing anybody, men, women, children, any of it, it's all not okay. It's not okay to put your hands on another human being. It's not okay to intimidate people. It's not okay to take somebody else's picture without their permission. Exactly. 
Yeah. Just like 18, 20 months ago, whenever before this started, if I don't, as a podcaster, broadcaster, whatever, if I just taken somebody's picture without permission, you can be fined, you can be put in jail. And now it's, they've, they're saying you can just take pictures of everybody for any reason at all. I'm going to take your picture. I don't need your permission. And you don't know what's being directed at your head. You don't know any of that stuff. So we're just like cattle going through the shoots of the stock market, stockyard. And we're not cattle, we're people. So waking up and going, it's not okay for people to get pushed around, to be told they have to do ridiculous things to to put their own health in jeopardy in order to feed their families. You know, so this is the whole thing is like, Exactly. All I want to do is feed my kids and them a ball, right? And while they say, and this is the problem. So I, I then looked it up like, okay, in Mexico, what is, what is the rule? Um, or in this particular state of Mexico. So apparently there's a mask mandate, um, which I could, people could get a fine for. Mm-hmm. People don't wear masks. Get a fine of 1,700 pesos, I believe, which is about... which is a lot of money for people. And if they are not able to pay, they can be put into jail for up to 36 hours. Mm -hmm. How in the world can this be legal? It's not. And this is what I quoted because I'm writing my complaint right now to the people. I said, even if the governments of the world are mandating this, we have the Nuremberg Code, which stands higher than that. The government have to respect the Nuremberg Code and they are not respecting it, Mm -hmm. which says we cannot be experimented on. Has there ever been any trials of long-term mask usage for years? No. So then we are their experiment and I refuse. I do not consent to being their experiment. No way. Mm -hmm. I do not consent to my children being their experiment. This is not okay. I'm not going to be somebody's lab rat. And I have the right to say that no matter what government makes whatever mandate. Because I govern myself. I am a sovereign being. I am my own government. And beyond that, the governments of the land must respect the Nuremberg Code. And at some point, this is all going to come out and people are going to be held accountable to that code. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, the, those in the meantime, us, I need to feed my kids. <laughs> in the meantime, I need, they ask, they maybe don't need a ball because they're playing with, you know, the dolphins and the horses, but they, and turtles, sea turtles, but they do, we do need, um, you know, states read in the, the beginning of our passports that we have the right to travel the land freely, um, unencumbered. And, you know, unless we're causing harm to others, that's what we're supposed to be allowed to do. But here, here we are being told that we have to be vaccinated, not once, but twice, maybe multiple times. And again, uh, thank goodness this week, finally, all this stuff is coming out about Fauci lying to uh, Congress or, or anyway, just, you know, so that, that will add on some, um, uh, show note information so people can actually see those interviews that are being done uh, by Fox News right now. As of today, some of that was uh, being posted. Oh, good. I'm, I'm glad that the word of that needs to get out. And people just, I mean, need to do research, need to just don't accept the common narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, 
there's something wrong, people go figure it out. <laughs> like, go, go research and find out what's going on and talk to people. But this is why like the show you're doing is so, so, so important is because we have to get the word out to people. And if people just looking and being fed by the mainstream media, they're not able to get information and people are not able to get the support that they need. Because I also shared with this week about a friend of mine and I have permission to share her story, but she herself doesn't feel comfortable to share her own story. And there's so many people who don't feel comfortable to share their own story. So I'd love to take just a couple moments to share some stories of people I know, I have three different women who have stories that they would love people to know about what's happening with them and with the vaccine, but they're so afraid to come out and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yes, let's take all the time that we want, because I think these are the, I think these are the most incredible things that other women or human beings who know women need to hear and to understand. Uh, and coming from you know, the actual source of people who've gone for these vaccines, because I'm not going to have a story because I'm not having one. I'm not having a jab. Um, so I'm not going to have a personal story. People go, well, why don't you have a personal story of all the horrible things that have happened? Well, because I'm not doing that to myself. <laughs> but thank goodness. <laughs> thank goodness. How, but thank goodness for the courage that other people have um, who have gone through this. And I think in innocence, a lot of people really thought that the jab was going to be a good idea you know no, they did and a lot of people thought they're protecting themselves protecting um their family or their communities or one of the ladies i'm going to tell you about she did it when it was first very much advertised as an experiment and i think it was the greater good of humanity thinking well that i mean now it's still an experiment this vaccine people is not fda approved and it's not a vaccine either it's, it's a, something yes. completely different um mm -hmm. but but uh, you know, I'm sure that she did it wholeheartedly because with a good heart, right? Mm -hmm. And not let's get into the, let's get into that story. Let's talk about that first. Yeah, so I want to talk about that story first. So yes. she, um, before it was a whole thing. Like now, you know, everybody's doing. Everybody's getting the thing, the jab. <laughs> um, but before everybody was. She signed up while it was still very much more advertised as an experiment. And in the document, it told her this. It told her that um, for seven weeks, she should ab abstain from skin-to-skin -skin contact and from sex. Um, because there was no ways that this could transfer skin-to-skin. There even it's the Pfizer one, and even Pfizer. I I've read article on their. Um, okay, I've read somewhere where they've come out straight. That's the whole new thing, right? The whole new thing is that they want to try to spread vaccines through a small group of the population who have been vaccinated, and then have it be spread to others in other various ways. So, but it was clearly stated in the document when she went for this experiment. So, so she let's went just for stop for a second there. So okay, what yeah. that's what it's what it said was that people can actually um, skin to skin after you've had this first jab that you could give it to other people skin to skin or through sexual activity. Yes, this is what it said. Check. Good. 
And then um, after she had it, two things happened to her. One is she received and got some weird skin rash. Um, and this weird skin rash has proceeded to sometimes reappear over her body. And it can appear in different parts of her body. It's not always the same part of her body that this weird rash appears. The second thing that happened is her first period afterwards um, was black and clotted. After that, she has frequently skipped very many periods. And so she's very concerned about her fertility. Then she went on to Facebook where she found several groups where she joined and she found there were thousands of other women who were having these same problems. When I asked her um, if she was willing to provide some of the names of the group so that, that they could get other people, like if they were listening, that they could get support. She said, unfortunately, almost all the groups that she was a part of have been deleted from Facebook oh. mm -hmm. because they don't want you to know that there are thousands of other women that are experiencing this. And she said she didn't think so much about it until she talked to another woman in her neighborhood who has been vaccinated and had the same issue, which then led her to think, what, I'm not the only person. Um, and then that's when it led her to find out that there's thousands of women and the women all have in common the fact that they have been vaccinated. So when she was part of this study, Crystal, did she talk to you at all about um, how many times she had to check in during the course of the, uh, was it a study or was it just kind no, of, I didn't ask her. I didn't ask her all of that. I don't know if it was just a one-time thing, kind of like way before it was going, but you know, or if it was like much more scientific, I didn't ask her. Right. So maybe if you have a chance, that would be great for a follow-up interview. Oh yes. I, yeah. I will ask her that. Okay, great. And so this lady has been experiencing these symptoms for well over a year now. And because she would have been taking it right at the beginning of March of 2019. Yeah, she's been for months. Months. Over a year. I'm not sure exactly how many months, but I, I believe so. Yes. Right. Yes. So this is like... Uh, so it's, lo it's longer effects. Mm -hmm. And so even... Um, why I ended up finding out about it is she did decide to be open on Facebook. She, she's not really open to being open more than that. And the reason why she said she's not being more open than that because she fears the government. And she fears that the government might target people who are speaking out about, about what's going on. So that was her reason why she doesn't want to like use coded words and everything because she didn't want to lose her, her Facebook platform because that's basically how she, she runs, you know, other aspects of her, of her life as many of us do. Mm -hmm. um, so, but she was finally brave enough, you know, to come out and, and tell her story. And afterwards we had discussions about it. Um, and then later this week, um, a friend of a good friend of mine, her daughter came out and said what ha has happened to her, which is basically after being with somebody, her husband, who's vaccinated, mm -hmm. um, she chose not to get the vaccine. The husband got vaccinated and she got a weird skin rash all over her. Well, not all over her, over her back. 
-hmm. and I saw the pictures of it is really weird because it's like bright red dots, but then it looks like black, like bruising. Like it looks like her whole back is been beaten and then she's bruised. Um, then another friend of mine um, who actually was at my baby's birth, uh, I won't go into the relationship because again, she asked to be a bit anonymous, but she was at my, at my child's birth. She felt pressure rise due to wanting to continue to study in medicine in California um, to get the vaccine. So she, she made that choice feeling that was the only choice she had if she wanted to continue in the medical field and help people. She ended up getting bleeding when she knows it's not her time for her period, a hundred percent, very far from her time from her period and kept bleeding and kept bleeding and kept bleeding. And so she, she now is advising anyone who's pregnant in particular not to take it because she really fears that it could cause miscarriages, which we know it's written about that it is causing miscarriages. And then the final last one that I know about is um, someone from her boyfriend got vaccinated and her boyfriend had problems in the male region. Um, and then ended up going to having the same kind of woman problems, you know, that are going on. These problems that are making women question, are they infertile now? Are they ever going to be able to have babies? Mm -hmm. And so this is the thing. It's affecting people who are getting vaccinated, but it's also affecting people who are not getting vaccinated, which then going back to the whole travel thing makes it even more, um, you know, hard to navigate, right? You know, I'm a person who loves hugs. <laughs> Right. I love to hug people. Yeah. I'm not going to go sleep around with a whole bunch of people, but I love hugs. I love my kids to hug people. Mm -hmm. uh, and you begin to wonder, okay, well, how much skin contact does it take for this to spread? Um, you know, how, how is it really spreading from people to people? And, you know, how long does it spread from one person to another after they've been vaccinated? And the problem is it's not like everybody's getting vaccinated on the same date. So you can just now count seven weeks or eight weeks and then feel like maybe it's possible to be safe around the world because no, everybody's getting at different times. Um, so it's, it's really crazy to like not have different questions in my mind as as I travel, I have different questions about how I relate to people. And I want to be compassionate and caring while also being safe and wise. And how do you find the balance of, of the two? Mm -hmm. Yes. And in the, uh, even yeah. when we were out this week camping here in Canada, that I was looking around at people with that same, you know, contemplation. It's like, so how many of you are shedding this whatever the jab i'm going to call it the jab how many of you are shedding and getting in my biosphere and am i uh well enough that i can fend off whatever it is that i'm shedding <clears throat> so that at a spiritual and energetic level is different than just at a physical level you know yes. so we, well, as well exactly yes. there is the whole spiritual and energetical level as well which is a whole nother thing. It's like, 
whoa, how are we supposed to deal with this? <laughs> right. And, you know, we're talking about adult women. We've talked a little bit about adult men. Uh, and often children get mixed, missed in these conversations because, of course, we're only talking about our own symptoms. We don't think about kids. Yeah, yeah. and who, who knows, right? The effects that it can have on on kids. But I mean, I know I've heard that it's caused like junior high girls to go into their areas when they probably weren't before. Um, but yeah, who knows the kind of effects it can have on them. And as a mom, that's very concerning to me. Yes. And they often collect in little pods and their little pods are, you know, everyone's being friendly and we're, you know, sending them together to play together. And yeah, it's, we've got to be thinking consciously about what we're creating for our children and our grandchildren. And as women, I think that we have more power than ever before to be very conscious about what we're doing. You know, I've heard lots of different um, podcasts now or because I'm connected so well to so many people in the health field uh, because of the master your life work over the span of years dealing with neurological illnesses and, you know, physical and, and spiritual health uh, that I've had many people reach out and share health protocols. Uh, but a hundred percent of them will say, we don't really know if it's going to work. <laughs> we don't really know if it's going to work. So this um, even not having chosen to have the jab, you know, you're, we're still, you know, are, is it being mindful or are we paying too much attention to the shed instead of paying, you know, more attention to, um, that we're just well, you know, that our wellness yeah. is guaranteed by is our divine connection. Well, yes. right. Because there is the aspect of focusing on, on our true identity and, mm -hmm. and the fact that we are, we can be well, right. And that we are wellness and yeah. And focusing on the good and the positive. So, mm -hmm. It's very complex. So when you say tuning into our true self, what do you mean? Well, basically, I feel like there's a lot of our self that is not true self, like mm -hmm. stories that either we've been told by society to believe by ourselves, or we've had things that happen to us, and we give them certain meaning about our identity. So like, let's say if abuse happens to us or something, then we could feel like, okay, you know, I'm shameful or I'm dirty or, but no, this is not who you are. Like if something happens to you, it doesn't change your value. Mm -hmm. Or even if you make choices that are not good, that still, in, it doesn't change your value because we are all born as soul spirits that have incredible, amazing value we and this is why we're under attack we are under attack because of that they, they want us to lose our identity and to believe that we that we are not the highly chosen ones that we are not the kings and the priests or however you would want to say it, that we are not the prophecies or you know that we are not the divine light or there's different terms that people might use, but basically, I mean, we can mentally tell ourselves so many lies as well. Society can tell us so many lies about who we are. This is comes in forms of images. 
It comes in forms of wavelengths. It comes in forms of spoken words over us, or it comes in forms of our own thoughts. And all of those have power that then begin to form our reality in our reality in quotes into something that we really aren't um, at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And you see that you see that with with children who are just verbally abused, spoken all this trash over, they become the trash that was spoken over them. But that's not who they are, but they become the words that were spoken over them. And those words take root in their hearts, take root in their minds, and they find saying, I'm nothing but blah, 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 blah. And they begin to think this is who they are. But that's not who you are just because somebody spews out their own hatred or spews out their own ignorance or spews out their own fear over you. That's not who you are. And so that's what we have to disentangle ourselves from. We have to disentangle ourselves from what the news says we are, from what the, the cereal boxes say we are, from what the radio says we are, from, from what churches or religious organizations say we are. We have to come into this truth instead that we, we are highly valued that we are talented that we are loved that we are creatures of grace that we are here we are the gardeners of this earth that we are the protectors of this earth that we are the ones that that uplift we are the ones who create we are the ones who are here to shine light we are the ones here to transform and protect and grow and unite and love and care. Mm -hmm. Yes, just let that sink in because that is who we are. The illuminated, illuminated ones, right? Illuminated. Yes, I love that, the illuminated ones. I love that. That's beautifully put. Yes, and it is who we are. Yeah, you beautifully put it as well. For people to contemplate and think about what they're creating right now in this time space reality that we're living in. And one of the things I do think, Crystal, about you or believe, know, is that you live your life very in the present, very much in the now moment. That's why you would have the courage to walk into a store, you know, and, and you know, go through the buying the food without telling yourself a whole bunch of old stories about how it's going to go this time. Because that's what's stopping people from changing anything is they think how it's going to go this time if I don't wear my mask is this way. Well, and that's true, because even after this, I still don't. I still don't. And it's interesting. I don't know if it's because there's elections in Mexico now or what. But this last week, it's just been a lot more challenging. Um, like I want to get for my kids for dinner, just from the corner shop. I normally buy chicken from a roasted chicken. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm not being vegetarian yet. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not uh, so please forgive me, all vegetarians and vegans. <laughs> so I was buying a chicken for my family, and they won't allow me to without a mask. And um, I and then they pointed. They said, "There's a camera," and I told them, "But I brought my smile." Right. <laughs> and they said, "Check it out." 
look how valuable my smile is right now it's the most valuable thing in the world because what gives something value sometimes is when it's super rare like if if a smile was a gem right now it'd be the most highly purchased paid for my smile would be worth millions because <laughs> you don't see a smile anywhere you know <laughs> and it is they worth understand me and they're just but they told the guy that i was with um they said oh we don't know what she's saying, but we think she's saying something good. And one of them had like taken off the mask to have a drink. And I said, you see, there it is. That's the smile I love. Yes. And, and so anyways, the, the guy who had brought me there, he, he has no problem wearing a mask. So he paid. Right. <laughs> um, and then another time I went to buy juice. When we were walking down the street, I wanted to buy juice. Mm -hmm. I, again, I didn't wear my mask. The guy said, you have to wear your mask. And I was like, no, I'm not wearing it. Uh, he didn't understand at all. He's like, in Mexico, we blah, blah. And my son's like, mom, there's no sense in talking to someone who has no sense. <laughs> right. Unless you're but saying my kids see me try again and again and again it doesn't matter how many times i get told no i'm going to find some place that allows me to go in and just purchase a meal right yes exactly yes and and so that's the that's the um spirit and the attitude a person needs to have in order to navigate in this i'm going to say one thing that um the value of a smile really is priceless T years and years ago Gosh, oh, like at least a decade ago, I I was working as an executive coach. Oh, probably 15 years ago now uh, as an executive coach. And somebody said that to me. They, they said, you know what we love about you walking through the door is that we can see you coming for a mile away because you're just smiling and you're happy. When you walk through the door, you're happy before you come in and you're happy when you come into this space and that you just are always um, positive. We would never know anything's going on with you, Leah, because you're just smiling all the time. And some people will say that's a bad thing. You know, like you shouldn't be smiling. You should be like more serious or whatever. And, and uh, I can be serious and smile at the same time. You don't need to know what I'm up to. <laughs> just be guaranteed it's something good. That's what I'd say, you know. And still now, however, flash forward 15 years later, when I run into those people, they'll say to me, the most powerful thing about you is your smile. The oh. consistent in your illuminated spirit um, that you would, you raise the vibration of the room by walking in and smiling. And everybody, everybody, everybody has that, right? Crystal, we know yeah, that. Exactly. And so, I mean, what is the effects just from simply not seeing smiles that we're experiencing, mm -hmm. right? And this is the one thing that really bothers me when I think about my children. You know, taking them even to the playground, most of the time I take them to the playground by themselves mm -hmm. so they're not then seeing a whole bunch of masked children because I think it's, it's traumatizing. Like not not only is the smile not being seen i mean think about a playground a playground is supposed to be the most delightful place in the world it's supposed to be bubbly Play. full of smiles Play. right and then 
I mean, now over the last couple of weeks, I have seen at the playground less people wearing, but like the official sports teams that show up make all the kids wear their masks. So I don't show up there with my kids when, when there's official sports going on because I just don't want them to see that. But what effect is it having mm -hmm. on us vibrationally, right? Right. Mentally, physically, emotionally, simply by that one fact that we are not seeing each other smile. And I think it's huge. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. We were, I, was, I was shopping with my uh, son who's in his 20s. And, and he said uh, to me, you know, I love going shopping with you, mama. Like, why is that? And he goes, because I know you don't even own a mask. He goes, I'm so happy to walk into a store with you. I feel empowered. <laughs> and there's, I have to think about, yes, exactly. But I think before I go in, I'm like, am I ready to meet this with grace? Whatever is on the other side of the door, am I ready to meet it with grace? Because if I'm not ready to meet it with grace and love, then I should just sit in the vehicle for a little second or more longer and take a pause yes. until I'm ready. <laughs> That's true. Because then, oh, but people are watching you, whether they're in their 20s or they're little. They're watching what we're doing, adults. So if we're acquiescing to this stuff, it's no different than being in a concentration camp. You put yourself into a concentration camp of going along with all this stuff. You know that um, I remember when this whole thing started and us joking around when people were six feet apart and, you know, laughing with other people in the li grocery lineups. But within the first month, the laughing stopped. Uh, within it was less than a month, all the joking ended and people became not talking to each other, not smiling, uh, not you know, joking around, which is a very Canadian thing to do anyway, or at least if you're from a small sure. town, you look at each other and, you know, make eye contact. And as soon as those, um, you know, muzzles went on, all of that stopped and the shame came out. And then people can't even, you know, look at each other. So one of the things I'm really feeling um, encouraged about is that that major scientist from the States, uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, has been caught in a bunch of lies. What a, and, and that is coming to bear. So a lot of people will have their eyes opened and be able to take off their masks and not maybe acquiesce to the jab either. One of the things I think we are going to need to navigate though is to not say, I told you so to other people, which is yes. also- I agree because people need to be met with compassion and with, with grace. Like you said, like, I mean, for the woman I know who Sherry stories that she told, I feel so sorry for them. You know, I wish I could just like hug and hold them and make everything better and all right for them. Right. Yes. And we do, we need to have grace on other people. And like you were talking about, the shame issue. Mm -hmm. And, and what we know about that is like, people have to be uplifted out of shame. When we're stuck in shame, it's hard for us to go mm -hmm. anywhere else. Right. And so this is going to be one of the big things we need to do. And love is the best way to disperse shame, to let people know um, that they're loved right where they're at. Even last week, somebody that I'm working with, um, at, a, at an eco hotel, I told him that, you know, I told him you're loved right where you're at. And while, while I'm working with them on their things with their hotel, you know, personal things come up and everything. And 
I could see his eyes welling with tears. Like, mm. you know, it, I could see it really touched him. And whether, whether it's somebody we know that's struggling with an addiction, whether it's ourself who has some kind of struggle, right? Because we also need to meet ourselves with love right where we're at. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's somebody who's been wearing a mask and now they decide they don't want to, or there's somebody who got, got the jab that wishes and regrets that they didn't, we must meet people with love where they're at, but not leave them where they're at. But meeting them where they're at with love gives us the arms to help raise each other up and to raise each other up out of shame and into grace and into acceptance and into love and into freedom. Yes. And healing and healing. Yes. Healing and freedom. Cause there's yep. going to be so much healing that's needed. Mm -hmm. Whether somebody was choosing to wear a mask or not wear a mask, whether somebody is choosing to get the jab or not get a jab, there's going to be so much emotional, spiritual, healing that is needed from this trauma that we're all going through together. That's right. So start today. We're out of time, everybody. Crystal, thank you so much for being my guest oh, once again. You're so uh, welcome. I enjoy being your guest. It went so fast, right? So it did. It went really quick. As usual. So everyone, please, please love yourselves. Love each other. Mind your minds. That's all for us. You can find everything about Crystal on the Master Your Life website, masteryourlife.ca, and in the show notes. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you come and check out the video at ch1.ca or on the masteryourlife.ca website. Thanks again, Crystal. Bye, everyone. That's all for us. Bye. Bye. Thank you for being a part of our program today. Master Your Life is a presentation of Leah Mattinson Enterprises, Inc. Join us next time on Master Your Life, helping you to discover the very best of you.